The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. You are listening to the Champions League show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. This is a preview of the four last 16 games that will take place over the next two days. The first legs anyway um, of the Champions League, which is probably now the most popular competition in world football, although it was given a hard run this summer by an excellent World Cup, which was obviously won by France. But the Champions League still has an all-star cast. All the top teams in Europe will be playing. Most of the world's top players are still involved in this competition. We haven't had many major casualties thus far. We have lost Napoli and Inter Milan from Serie are, but I would say they're the only major catastrophes that we've had. We do have all of the English clubs in this round of the draw, Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham and Manchester United. Paris Saint-Germain have made it through, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid from Spain and of course Bayern Munich and Dortmund from Germany and Italy Italy have um, Juventus representing them so most of the big hitters are here as are most of the best players in the world Messi Ronaldo Pogba Lewandowski Kylian Mbappe are all here almost said Neymar Neymar's name Neymar may be here he may appear later on in the tournament but as for the next two games against Manchester United Neymar is out and we'll be now trying to figure out what kind of edge that gives Man United as we transition on to previewing the first game that we're going to look at and it happens at Old Trafford Manchester United versus Paris Saint-Germain where Manchester United are 6-4 to win this game it's 5-2 on the draw and 2-1 on Paris Saint-Germain Paris Saint-Germain are the 8-13 favourites to qualify in this tie and Manchester United are available at six to five. I wrote an extensive write-up for the Sports Gambling Podcast website previewing the three English ties with the exception of the Manchester City one because I think Manchester City versus Schalke is somewhat of a foregone conclusion when you look at the um, current status of both teams. However, the three other ties involving English sides are a complete toss-up. Manchester United are the biggest underdogs, whereas um, the ties between Liverpool and Bayern, you have both teams available at 10 to 11, although some bookies have Bayern as the slight favourite, and you have Dortmund as a very, very slight favourite in um, in the tie with Tottenham where Dortmund are available at 4 to 5 and Tottenham are available at even money. I wrote in that article that 
I strongly lean towards all four English clubs qualifying, and that will include Manchester United here as a significant underdog, six to five to qualify, and of course six to four to win the home game. I think it will be essential that Man United do win the home game first to have any chance of qualifying, because if tonight is a draw, then Paris Saint-Germain will have a big advantage at home, although it's definitely not the advantage that it was when they had Neymar. Recent results dictate that. They lost their unbeaten record in the league to Lyon, as predicted over at LockBetting.com on the European show, where we took Lyon as an underdog. Lyon beat Paris Saint-Germain 2-1. They rose to the occasion, as they did against Manchester City, put on a good performance and actually could have beaten Paris 4-5-1 for those that watched that game. Uh, it was an inspired performance by the PSG goalkeeper in the first half that kept that score down. But in the end, Lyon did break through and win the game. After that, they played third-tier opposition in the Cup and needed extra time to eventually get to a 3-0 victory. But they were very, very poor during the 90 minutes. And that included bringing on Cavani and Mbappe for the last half an hour and still not being able to score. And then at the weekend, they put in a very lacklustre performance against Bordeaux, although they did rest Kylian Mbappe. All the other stars were on show and needed an Edson Cavani penalty on the stroke of half-time to win that game 1-0. PSG's form is not good going into this and they are showing signs of struggling without Neymar. In contrast to that, Man United are absolutely flying. Since the dismissal of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, sorry, of, the, of Jose Mourinho, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has come in and has been unbeaten in 11. They've won 10 of those games, only drawing at home to Burnley, which in itself felt like a victory because Manchester United were 2-0 down with 88 minutes played and managed to score two late goals to get a draw out of that game. En route to this uh, 10 out of 11 record, they've got victories away to Arsenal. They've got a victory away to Tottenham and have won their home games relatively comfortably. So they come into this in very good form. Uh, Paul Pogba is absolutely flying. He looks like a completely different player to the one that played for Marino. He looks even better than the player that helped France win the World Cup because he's actually contributing with a plethora of goals. Up top, Man United's front three look dangerous, whether it be Alexis Sanchez or Martial who take up the third attacking spot. The guarantees in that side are Lingard and Rashford, and they are frightening people with their pace. Rashford has rediscovered his goal-scoring form and has massively benefited from a run in the side. He has pretty much taken the shirt away from Romelu Lukaku, although Lukaku could make some contribution in this tie. He is the type of defender that will cause um, the PSG defenders problems if they do play with Kempembe and Thiago Silva. Um, not the most reassured defensive pairing. Of course, uh, they don't even know who their goalkeeper is, whether they go with Areola or whether they go with Buffon, who's obviously at a very senior age at this point in his career. So the, the Paris back four doesn't really fill me with, with confidence. Um, you've got Mounier over on the right, who is somebody that I did put into the combined 11s that we wrote up over on the Sports Gambling Podcast website. However, I did opt for six Manchester United players, with those being uh, De Gea, Lindelof, Luke Shaw, Matic, Pogba and Marcus Rashford, and only narrowly put Cavani in um, as the as a third attacking option ahead of um, either one of Lingard, Martial or Sanchez. Uh, narrowly made Cavani my main striker. 
and went with uh, Rashford and Mbappe for the other two places. Obviously, if Neymar was fit, I would opt for Neymar in the team, but it was done from the available players. And that's really key here. We're betting on what's in front of us. We're betting on what's available. And what's available is is a Paris team without Neymar. And even with Neymar, they've not done very well away from home. In the Champions League group stages, they only had one away win. They had a draw against Napoli and were beaten away from Liverpool. This Paris team only have two significant wins in this entire season. That was the home game against Lyon in the league and the win against Liverpool by two goals to one. So it's not like Paris have been unbelievable all season. Yes, they've destroyed teams, but who have they really played? That the French league is not one of the stronger leagues. That's why it does give Paris somewhat of an advantage when they come to the Champions League when they um, they only have to focus on that because their domestic league has already won. I mentioned before that this was key for the likes of Juventus and Barcelona as well. If they had the opportunity to wrap up their domestic leagues, they should do so as soon as possible. Obviously, two teams that absolutely are not going to do that are Liverpool and Manchester City who are embroiled in, in, in a tight, tight title race in England. So that will probably lessen their chances of winning the Champions League. For me today, um, I don't see any reason why recent form points to a Paris Saint-Germain win. They are a team that are struggling without Neymar. They are a team with very little Champions League pedigree, especially away from home. Their wear record is poor. Look it up. It's been poor for years with or without Neymar. And today they are without Neymar and they are facing a Man United team that are playing to their full potential. I have no hesitation here taking Manchester United at the price of 6-4 plus 150 to win this first leg and take a lead into, into Paris. I like that bet better than taking Manchester United to qualify at six to five although it does seem like you're getting two chances to to win it so if Manchester United get a draw here at Old Trafford it's possible that they have another chance to win the game at PSG or even have a low scoring draw at Old Trafford and have a high scoring goal at, draw at PSG which would mean that they would go go through on away goals I think there's far too many permutations for that I think the the simpler bet and the better price is for Man United to win this home leg, be it uh, 2-1 or 3-1 or, or, or whatever the score is, even if it's tight. If it's 2-1 to Manchester United, for example, you've you've won your bet today. You get your money, but you're, you're not necessarily going to be confident for the tie. 2-1 might actually be a result that slightly favours PSG because it means that they have to only go to Paris and win by two goals, or they can get through with a 1-0 result, or they can win 2-1 themselves and force extra time in front of their own fans where they will be buoyed on to to win they may even have the edge on penalty takers as far as technically technical ability goes we don't know but what we do know is that we can collect our money tonight with Manchester United doing what they desperately need to do in this tie and that's winning the first leg at home and I expect them to do so so I'm taking Man United to win this game tonight at 6-4 to four. The other game that happens tonight is Roma versus Porto, where Roma are the five to four favourites to win this game. It's five to two on the draw, and it's eleven to four on Porto. The qualification odds for this are four to five Roma, and even money on Porto. For me, I don't think Porto 
are a very good side here in comparison to the other teams in the Champions League. I would go as far to say as I would rank Porto as the 15th best team to qualify uh, for this round of the Champions League. However, I wouldn't rank Roma significantly higher than that, possibly 13th or 12th uh, if I was to run through it. So we have a tight game here and the odds do reflect that. Porto obviously are very strong at home. Uh, they have a lot of Champions League calibre. However, every season, if any Porto player becomes uh, to be reaches a world-class level, they are sold. We have seen this for years. We've seen this since Jose Mourinho shockingly won the Champions League uh, with Porto back in 2004. All of those players were sold off. Even the manager was taken off Porto when he ended up going to Chelsea. So this is a selling club. The Portuguese league is not rich. So if Porto have any world-class players, they are usually sold, but they have a very good breeding system in that they can continue to produce year after year, which is why they always regularly reach this round of the Champions League. On paper, you would think Roma have the far better side, though. Um, they are very much struggling in Serie A this season. They've had a recent minor resurgence, which has seen them get to sixth in the league and are now only um, a point behind AC Milan in fourth place and five points behind Inter in third. So getting to the Champions League is not over for them yet. They're amongst a cluster of teams separated by just one point. Milan in fourth place on 39, Atalanta in fifth place with 38, Roma in sixth place with 38, and Lazio in seventh place with also 38. So they have made somewhat of a minor recovery. As I said, on paper, they are the far superior team. Just looking at some of the players that Roma have available compared to Porto, you do see a lot of um, household names. You certainly don't see those household names in the Porto team. Uh, Roma also coming off the back of an impressive 3-0 win away to Kiova at the weekend. Um, if we look at these these Roma players that would comfortably get into the Porto team. You have El Shuari, you have Ian Zeko, you have Kolarov at fullback, you have Fazio at the back, you have Steven Inzonzi in midfield, a player that Arsenal have been chasing for some time. Uh, you have people like De Rossi not getting in the team, uh, Santon not getting in the team, Pastore not getting in the team, Clivert, the son of Patrick Clivert, not getting into the team. So this is a strong Roma squad who have just had a very, very bad season season and I think they'll be looking for another Champions League run let's not forget that they were last season's semi-finalists so I expect them to have way too much for Porto here and I expect them to qualify from this but again we could take Port Roma at home and it will be essential that Roma win the home leg I'm taking Roma here at five to four to win this game and uh, that will be my lock here for this podcast. Uh, Roma will be the lock on this podcast to win this game, um, win this first leg against Porto and take a lead into Portugal. We're going to finish off by looking at Wednesday's games and they will see Tottenham hosting Borussia Dortmund and Ajax <coughs> hosting Real Madrid who have made a unbelievable comeback and are actually now worthy contenders to retain the Champions League here and win it for the fourth season in a row. And I did not think that we would be saying that. We'll look at that game first where Real Madrid are the 10 to 11 favourites. It's 16 to 5 on the draw and it's 14 to 5 on Ajax. Uh, I'm definitely leaning towards Real Madrid here. Um, Ajax had 
a slip up on Saturday where they lost away to Hercules. Uh, it now does look like the, the league is certainly going to PSV. Um, Ajax are much improved. We did tip them to get through here to the last 16 of the Champions League, but they do fall into that category of, um, of Roma and Porto where they are one of the lower ranked teams in this competition. Um, well, in, in terms of stature, I'd say Schalke are probably the worst. I haven't made that clear who my worst are, but uh, uh, significantly worst are Schalke. They're definitely the 16th best team in this competition. Um, Looking at this tie with the resurgence that they've made, being unbeaten in seven, climbing to second place in the league, winning away to Atletico Madrid. I've absolutely no hesitation with picking Real Madrid tonight. It was a complete toss up, actually, in terms of who we went with with the lock there between Roma and Real. We are leaning towards Real and um, we are also taking Real Madrid to, to qualify in this tie where they are available at one to four. So we'll be looking to parlay that into, uh, into our selections here for the Champions League the last game will be a game that I'm going to tomorrow at Wembley Stadium Tottenham versus Borussia Dortmund where Tottenham are 5-4 to four to win his first leg 13-5 to five the draw and 9-4 to four on Dortmund uh, qualification odds have swung slightly more so in favour of Dortmund they were originally 4-5 to five of Tottenham at evens and Tottenham's now at 11-10 and Dortmund at 4-6 to six minus 150 I'm not seeing this game like that for anybody that read my write-up there are more Tottenham players that would get into a combined 11 than there are Dortmund players the Bundesliga is not the league that it once was. You have a very young Dortmund team with fringe international players competing with a very aging Bayern Munich team with established international players who are nowhere near as good as they were three, four years ago and are heading towards their retirement in the next four years, meaning that most of the Bayern players will not even play in the next World Cup, whereas most of the Dortmund players definitely will if they continue to progress at this rate. So that will include a player like Jadon Sancho, who would need to continue improving at this rate if he's to become a regular in a very talented England team who have very much improved on the Southgate in the last two years. However, Aside from him and Marco Royce, they don't have many other key players that would get into the Tottenham combined 11. You can say Alcacer at the moment because Harry Kane isn't available, but Harry Kane will be available for the second leg. So this is a very different bet in that I'm not necessarily 100% confident that Tottenham will get it done at Wembley because, of course, as we all know, Wembley isn't Tottenham's proper home ground. And they do struggle sometimes at Wembley against teams that are very good at taking advantage of the big pitch and playing football. However, even if this game does end up being a draw, I don't think the tie is necessarily over because I do think Tottenham have the capability of of scoring away goals in Dortmund and possibly even winning the game. So if Tottenham do come away with this with a one-all, can we write off a 2-2 in Dortmund? Can we write off a 3-3 in Dortmund? Dortmund had a 3-3 at the weekend against Hoffenheim. It was the lock on lockbetting.com on the, on the European show and somehow Dortmund blew a 3-0 lead against Hoffenheim who are a pretty average mid-table team in Germany uh, with only 15 minutes to go. So that shows massive defensive lapses that Tottenham can capitalise on. I do expect Tottenham to win this first leg, but it's not as imperative as Manchester United winning their first leg because Dortmund's home advantage isn't the same as PSG's. Harry Kane coming back will be a massive factor in the second leg. So this tie will definitely not be over after tomorrow night. So here I'm going to go for an underdog play and I'm leaning for Tottenham to qualify in this tie at the price of 11 to 10. 
We are going to finish off here with a lock dog parlay for this round of Champions League games. My lock, as I already said, was Roma. We are going to double play Roma because they are going to feature into the parlay, which will feature Roma alongside Real Madrid and finished off with Manchester United. And the underdog play is Tottenham to qualify from this tie at 11 to 10. So that concludes your preview of the first four games here in the Champions League last 16. All of the first legs have been re have been previewed there. Don't forget to check out my article on the Sports Gambling Podcast website where I have broken down down my leans for all of the English ties with the exception of Man City versus Schalke and giving you guys my combined 11s. Don't forget to sign up to lockbetting.com where you can get my official plays and I don't just specialise in soccer. I'm absolutely annihilating the NBA this season. We are currently at 35 and 11. All plays are logged. All the PL is logged month after month. We've been consistently over £2,000 profit for the last four months, and we are already at 1400 for this month, and we are only doing this on the 11th of February, so we are absolutely flying. So don't forget to check me out at lockbetting.com. That's it from this Champions League show. Good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening. <laughs>